Before we begin to submerge into the, into the depths of our inheritance in Jesus Christ, the unchanging epigraph of our study of the Word of God is the book of Luke, uh, chapter 24, verse 44. Then Jesus said to his disciples, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And so that we as the participants of the body of Christ would share together with Christ all the things that are written about him in scripture, we will continue to study our collaboration with the truth of the word of God and with the Holy Spirit revealing the truth in our heart, looking at what we need to do from our side to receive the right to the power to put off our former way of life so that we can put on the new way of life. This is a unique calling of every child of God. If it in some way will be lost or not fulfilled, then we will lose our right to salvation. That you, pr that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. <clears throat> Here I note that if we do not put off our former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and will, for example, go and evangelize, do good works, uh, will put God in the fifth corner. And what is he going to do? We do so much for him. This is something you could do to a person, but not to God. His word is so great and magnificent that it doesn't depend on us. If we will not put off our former conduct, the old man who grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and for us to do this, we need to know how to do it, and if we don't know how, we won't, and we will then not be able to renew our mind by the spirit of our mind, <clears throat> and of course, to put on our new person created in accordance to God and, and righteousness and holiness, Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. How do you explain this to those holy people who repented, came to God, and have directed all of their energy to evangelize, to do good works, to rebuke demons, to practice uh, spiritual gifts, anything else, but not this? And so, so to fulfill this commanding order, we have been studying three vital charging and fundamental acts to put off, be renewed, and put on. <coughs> we've, dis uh, we've noted that it is specifically your decision regarding these three destiny-affecting acts to put off, be renewed, and put on that will determine whether you transform yourself into a vessel of mercy or a vessel of wrath. More specifically, will the realization of our salvation come to pass that is given to us in the format of a guarantee, or will we lose it, which will then result in our names being forever blotted out of the book of life, although they may have been written there at one time? The vessels of mercy are those people who turn the guarantee of their salvation to profit them and then receive this profit. That is the confirmation of their salvation because the guarantee of salvation is not something of your own. This is just the beginning step. This is a guarantee to something you will own. If you have not, not put off your former way of life, have not renewed your mind by the spirit of your mind, you have not put on your new person, then you have lost your guarantee. We've noted Many people, due to their ignorance, 
or due to their resistance of the truth, they literally reject these places of scripture that talk about how to achieve salvation and are conf uh, pretty much uh, only relying upon their own personal righteousness. In a specific format, we've already studied the first two questions and stopped to study the third question. What conditions do we need to fulfill so that by the means of an already renewed mind, we can begin the process of clothing ourselves into the power of our new person that is created in accordance to God in Christ Jesus in righteousness and holy truth. <clears throat> Relevant to this, we already looked at a series of parables and events. We became familiar with the condition that we need to fulfill in order to, by the name of God, El Elyon, or God Most High, <clears throat> to destroy the stronghold of death in our body in the form of reigning in its sin, identifying the essence of our old person with his deeds, who rules within our body, who controls, that is, who is our husband. And so, to destroy this stronghold of death that he relies upon so that with noise forever we can thrust him out of our body into hell and in the place of the stronghold of death within our body we can erect the kingdom of heaven that is the stronghold of eternal life and stop to study the next condition consisting in the 18th Psalm of David where the Holy Spirit with the right that he alone has the right and power that he alone has reveals the condition based upon which we are called to collaborate our faith prayer with the name of God El Elyon or God Most High. And as we've concluded, this condition consists that in the circumstances of our hardship in life, when we are putting off the old man, this is the most responsible moment of our life, the most uh, difficult and the most uh, important at this time God can be very close to a person but a person will not sense that because at this time there is a battle going on in his emotional life and God cannot demonstrate himself in his emotional life he is only in the intelligent part of him and in his emotions there is a serious battle happening and a person uh, feels that he's been abandoned by God. And so we, in these circumstances, would call upon the Most High as to our God and confess the faith of our heart, stating who God is to us in Jesus Christ. When everything's destroyed around you, you feel like you've been abandoned. At this time, you need to take into yourself strength and uh, confirm who God is to you in Jesus Christ, what God has done for you in Jesus Christ, and who we are to God in Jesus Christ. We've noted that this metaphor is one of the most powerful and voluminous symbols demonstrating the collaboration of our renewed mind in the form of King David with the name of God Most High and the confrontation with our carnal mind in the form of King Saul and reigning sin, that is our old person, with his deeds. And so I remind us there are three kings that live within, within one body, there are too many. And if they would uh, uh, be at peace, that would be one thing, but they are at battle and their uh, battle is the kind of battle that is aimed on destroying one another and the one that we consider the one that we give preference to is the one that will destroy the others it will depends on uh, depend on us the one that we prefer and work with that is the one that will win the battle within our body
And so therefore, it is by the means of the confession of the faith of, the, of our heart stating who God is to us in Jesus Christ and what God has done for us in Jesus Christ and who we are for Him, God can receive the required basis that He needs, the proper grounds He needs to join the battle for our earthly bodies in order to shame the reigning in our body sin, that is the old person, by the power of His redemption and for forever cast Him into hell with noise. In character, the prayer psalm of David contains three parts where we see an example of the character of legitimate prayer. And this is only inherent to people that have clothed themselves into kings, priests, and prophets. The first part identifies the condition or state of David's heart as a warrior in prayer. This, is the, this was the grounds for the legitimate status of, a, of his prayer, which is, again, for only kings, priests, and prophets. The second part reveals the consistency of legitimate prayer, which gives God the proper basis he needs to deliver David from the hand of all of his enemies, of course, our enemies as well. The third part in an epic format describes the prayer battle itself, which surpasses the comprehension of the simple human mind. In a specific format, we already looked at the first part and stopped to look at the second part, which reveals the consistency of legitimate prayer contained in the eight names of God Most High. I shall remind us that when David confesses in his Psalms ten names of God, he here is rep uh, demonstrating the holiness of God. When it's eight names, uh, then he is demonstrating the covenant of peace between God and man. Getting to know and confessing the power contained in the heart of David in the eight following names of God allowed David to love and call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, to be saved from his enemies. And for God, discovering the truth, revealing the power of his names in the heart of David, provided God the proper grounds that he needs to use his abilities that consist in his eight names to battle against the enemies of David. When we understand the essence of this inheritance in these names, we will begin to confess them. And when we confess them, then in that moment of a true battle, a difficult battle, the Holy Spirit will take our confessions and will clo clo clothe us into them and we will be then a two-edged sword that will be uh, battling then with these other two kings in ourselves. Psalm 18, 1 through 3, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Psalm 18, 1 through 3. And so eight names of God, the Lord is my strength, the Lord is my rock, the Lord is my fortress, the Lord is my deliverer, the Lord is my strength in whom I will trust as the rock of Israel, the Lord is my shield, the Lord is the horn of my salvation, and the Lord is my stronghold. You just confess God's names, but in your mind and your heart, you immediately uh, understand the lot that is in this name, what it's capable of 
what power it contains because every commandment, every promise works uh, within the measures in which you understand it. The greater you understand it, the greater, the better the, uh, it works in your life because all depends on what you understand as the faith of your heart. You uh, understand it and you confess it in a specific format as much as the Lord has allowed in the measure of our faith. We already looked at our inherited lot that is in Christ Jesus in the power of four names of God. These are strength, rock, fortress, and deliverer. And stop to study our inherited lot that is in Christ Jesus in the name of God, rock of Israel, listed as strength in whom we trust. We will remember that this nature of prayer where David confesses the lot in the eight existing names of God most high is the strategic teaching that is purposed to be the calling and the mantle of a king, a priest, and a prophet anointed to rule over their earthly body. And if a person has not accepted the given to him anointing to rule over his calling, that is, his earthly body, in the status of a king, a priest, and a prophet, then so he can be transformed into a heavenly body, then this revelation given for worshiping God in prayer will not benefit this person because in the beginning we received this promise and begin to confess it because as we've received it, it exists in the spiritual realm and although it not be physically visible, it exists within our heart uh, with God in heaven and in the written word and when we begin to confess it, then it begins to grow and then it, it is fully matured and waits for God's word when the Heavenly Father will immediately uh, reveal His word <clears throat> and or speak His words and our, our bodies will be transformed because we already have this promise in ourselves and when He sees that it's there then that category of people that will have it at the moment when the time comes to fulfill this promise at the door of our hope that category of people will be transformed and uh, these people will draw uh, those also that died and will resurrect and and for some time we still will be here on earth rapture will not yet occur it will not be immediately after our bodies are transformed Christ was not immediately taken up to heaven when his body became different. In the beginning, it was just as our body, but after his resurrection, his body became heaven, heavenly. But the people that saw Christ, they could not tell. They couldn't determine that. They just saw Christ, and as because they saw him, they personally buried him, uh, they had doubt that they truly see him. They thought they see a spirit. Uh, that appeared, some kind of vision, and so they needed to come to him and 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 touch him and touch his wounds. It turns out that upon his hands he still has wounds from the nails. He resurrected. He resurrected with his feet and his hands still pierced. Philip said, "Until I put my hand, my my fingers in 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 the wounds of your hands, I won't believe it's you. I saw how they nailed you to the cross. I saw you how they I saw how they killed you." And then he said, "Come and put your hands 
touch, touch my hands, put your finger into my wounds. And our Savior, he will eternally have these signs upon him, and in heaven also, because this will give him power, authority over death, and this is the power of his redemption. Specifically, these wounds are before the Heavenly Father, the evidence that we are redeemed. This is not just necessary for Philip, this is necessary for the Heavenly Father, first and foremost. He needs to see before him the face that redeemed uh redeemed and needs to see these wounds. Therefore, the quality and Lexus in identifying the name of God, Rock, as with the previous Rock of Israel, as the previous names of God, is not able to be found in any dictionary of the world. In Hebrew, Rock of Israel in this situation is a living sharp edge of a mountain or a living cliff, a living stone, a living stone defense living uh, blood or the living shadow of a cliff, a victorious cliff, an elephant's tusk or ivory, which means a living, <coughs> again, living, not one that is has been killed and the, and, the, and the tusks have been taken from him, but one that is not broken or not unbreakable. And so when it is said that his bones will not be broken, it is written, from this bone, Eve was created. That is the bone that the first Adam had. He had such strength or power in his bones. He took one of his ribs and created Eve. Specifically, the church has this kind of uh, bone that can't be crushed or broken, and the, and the strength of this bone is a gentle mouth. A gentle mouth breaks any bone, because it is the strongest bone, as in heaven, as on earth, and hell also. The most powerful or strong bones are those of a gentle mouth. The aspect of ruling and comfort. In the given prayer psalm of David, the name of God, Rock of Israel, contains the inherited lot of the Son of God, in whom and by whom a person collaborating with the power of the name of God, Rock of Israel, receives the victorious ability to keep the proceeds or profits received from investing the silver of his salvation. We turn our salvation to profit for the adopting of our body by the redemption of Christ. It is specifically here that we can keep, we already received our salvation and we've confirmed it, but now we need to keep it. And we can only keep it by the power of the lot in the name of God, Rock of Israel. Considering such a necessary tandem or such a union between God and man, it becomes vital for us to determine in each aspect of our essence the role of God as well as the role of man. And for this purpose, studying our lot in the previous names of God, called to be the lot of our salvation, we have the necessity to study a series of questions. In other words, these classical questions um, can be applied to any discipline to understand it. If these questions are not answered or responded to, we can't understand any truth. It consists... <coughs> 
uh, these classical questions that the Holy Spirit has revealed from the beginning a long time ago and when the Holy Spirit has placed these questions before me of any kind of discipline or truth I would take these four questions and would apply them to that truth and would work then through the first question the second question the third question fourth question and in this way the Holy Spirit would reveal the fullness of the truth of any, of any, any one principle or promise and so uh, studying all of scripture and uh, having thirst uh, when you study the scripture the Holy Spirit begins to reveal and so right now we are studying specifically our lot in the name Rock of Israel what characteristics and categories identify our inherited lot in the name of God Rock of Israel that is, of course, the characteristics in Scripture. What purpose does our inherited lot in the name of God rock play when it comes to achieving our salvation? What price do we need to pay in order to give God the proper grounds He needs to be our rock of Israel? And by what results do we determine that God truly is our rock of Israel in fulfilling our calling? Not having clear and comprehensive answers to these questions we, uh, that we can receive by being instructed in faith within strict order, within the strict order in which the body of Christ functions, we will not have any ability to turn our salvation that is, so that it can profit us, the silver being our guarantee of salvation. And this means that... <coughs> Without a strict and voluntary obedience of the preached word spoken by the person that possesses the power of a, of a father from God and his helpers, we will not have any opportunity to receive the profit of the fruits of righteousness from the seed of guarantee that we have invested. Everything that God gives us, he gives us in the form of a seed. That's why it's called a guarantee. If God would immediately, immediately have given us the fruit of salvation, it would not have been a guarantee. But then we would not need to collaborate and we would never be able to become the children of God. He gives it in the form of a seed and for the seed the soil needs to be ready. If the soil is not ready of the heart, the seed will be given but you can't throw it anywhere. You put it there and it dies. The soil of the heart needs to be cleansed from dead works. That is, we need to, by the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, die for the house of our Father, for our nation, and for our corrupt desires. The conscience needs to be cleansed. And after that, you need to put the elementary principles of Christ. And only after that is the seed of the kingdom of heaven placed. Only then are you able then to meditate and grow it with the truth that you already have, being inspired by the Holy Spirit. For all of the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him amen to the glory of God through us. 2 Corinthians 1.20 Without these persons, that is, apostles, <clears throat> none, of us, none of us will be able to understand the truth. If another person will do this, and there are a sufficient number of them, their words won't work. Their words, uh, this will not be a living word, a, a living seed. I know how specific uh, preachers, not wanting to know me, uh, at all, they steal revelations and thoughts, and 
they they take them and and the truth that I speak and they uh, have an intention to somewhat change them and present them as their own personal revelations but they can't take everything of course because uh, the mind is uh, so they take they take something small and then they web it into different ways and constructed in their own uh, in their own way and then tries to connect them with other words that he will say further and the people that then listen they don't fully understand they're surprised and fascinated made by the things he says but they can't apply them in their life and of course uh, such thieves will not inherit the kingdom of heaven people need to understand that also we need to consider that studying our inherited lot contained in the name of God rock if we will be studying the power of his name independent from the faith of our heart and independent of the confessions of our mouth then we will immediately be headed in the wrong direction we need to be studying all of this within our heart and before confessing our inherited lot in the name of God rock of Israel as the element of the faith of our heart we need to be clothed into the virtues of a student of Christ this is a person whose heart is prepared to receive the seed of the implanted word and to grow this seed so that its power can be revealed in the fruit of righteousness demonstrated in justice. We will remember that only a person that thirsts to listen to the word of God focuses on this word, lives by this word, abides in this word, and the word abides in him will be able to stand in battle against the serpent of old and escape the deceiving traps of the devil in order to inherit the salvation of his body by the redemption of Christ. These thieves, they will present the teaching in such a way that there not be any requirements. And so people will follow that because when the Holy Spirit presents something by his person, he presents these promises with the requirement. We need to pay something. There's a requirement to fulfill something. But there you don't need to pay anything. All that they do, all they need to pay is money. Of course, and those, they say, if you want me to pray for you, then you need to bring with you something so that I can pray for you. And I've seen uh, documentaries as these thieves stand and they have a mountain of money. Each person who comes to be prayed for, he brings money and, and, and other things, and they have a bag, they gather a bag, two bags of money, um, and go away. And people believe that something will happen, but people absolutely aren't even b born again. They, they just go there because they hear there's healing there, and they come to this person as to any, uh, any uh, witch, as it were. And this person uh, is on a stadium like a rock star, <coughs> collects uh, some good money, enough uh, that they open up their own personal banks uh, and continue to take from the people and promise them the kingdom of heaven and healing that they don't have. Uh, and a person believes. They believe. And so I want to ask the question, if you believe, why does it not work? It will not work. If something uh, turned out in certain situations, the devil will help in, in, that, in those situations to then uh, draw others.
In a specific format, we already looked at the essence of the first question, identifying the lot of the name of God, Rock of Israel, and immediately we'll pay attention to the second question. What purpose does our inherited lot in the name of God, Rock of Israel, have in achieving our salvation? Considering that five components of the purpose of the lot of the name of God, Rock of Israel, have been already the subject of our study in the previous service, we will immediately pay attention to the sixth uh, component today. The first, uh, the, the sixth purpose of the lot of the name of God, Rock of Israel, abiding within our heart or in the heart of a student of Christ is called to nourish us with the honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock. When we identified uh, <clears throat> the nourishment of the rock this is uh, we were uh, talking about spiritual nourishment and so again called to nourish us with honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock for the Lord's portion is his people Jacob is the place of his inheritance he found him in a desert land and in the wasteland, a howling wilderness, he encircled him, he instructed him, he kept him as apple of his eye. As an eagle stirs up his nests, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings. So the Lord alone led him, and there was no foreign God with him. He made him rid in the, ride in the heights of the earth, that he might eat the produce of the fields. He made him draw honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock, curds from the cattle and milk of the, flo of the flock, with fat of the lambs, the rams of the breed of Bashan, and goats with the choicest wheat, and you drink wine, the blood of the grapes. Deuteronomy 32, 9-14. And so, as you remember, when we were talking about the eagle who had made its nest upon the rock, and he, he, uh, he, he, uh, this, this eagle uh, has to then train these uh, eaglets to fly, and that's the most difficult time of their life. They have wings and they've never uh, flown before, and they don't have, they don't know what they're capable of. As a person does, does not know what he's capable of, a Christian person, and does not use those capabilities. He does not confess them, and that is why he continuously loses. As soon as he, uh, uh, as this eaglet looks from the top down, his body begins to shake. They've, the, uh, they would put specific cameras there to, to uh, watch them, and I, I watched as an eagle uh, is trying to push or prompt that little eaglet to start a f to try to fly. The eagle is already big enough that he's able to fly, and he looks down and begins to shake. He's, he doesn't want to go. He's afraid. He's never flown before. And the eagle does what? The eagle begins to remove the soft uh, feathers uh, from the nest. Because what happens first is they create the nest, and it's usually with really prickly types of uh, <clears throat> wood, and then he covers the bottom uh, with with very soft feathers, and 
he then uh, this eagle she uh, removes she he removes then this uh, soft feathers and it becomes uncomfortable for this eaglet and the eagle comes and literally pushes the eagle out of it and he's afraid and uh, doesn't know how to fly and he and if he doesn't spread his wings he will kill himself and the eagle uh, flies over over the little eaglet and as soon as it gets closer to the earth uh, it it picks up it picks him up with its wings and uh, lifts him back up onto the cliff and again throws him off and then he starts to practice it starts to spread out his wings and he, he begins to realize that he, that what they what they're supposed to do and we behave the same way we don't know uh, what we have what treasure we have we receive into ourselves that the lord jesus christ our lord we are the children of God, and that the fact that you're a child of God is already so great. It's such an, a power in yourself. Then behave as a child of God. Why do you behave as as a regular other person and being afraid of everything? You heard about a virus, now panic. For the devil, it's beneficial to call this virus uh, corona, cr- uh, virus. Uh, corona is... Uh, a symbol of authority. It is weaker than a lot of other sicknesses, uh, including just a regular uh, cold. But now they've scared the whole world. Millions and millions of and billions of dollars have been spent, and the in the economy, tons of money has been lost. But nothing special has happened. But there's a great fear among everyone. Why does this fear need to be in the children of God? I watched the report. There's a woman. She she was Orthodox uh, of faith. She they asked her, "Are you afraid of the virus?" She said, "Let the those without God be afraid. I'm not afraid." And that's it. Why is it that the children of God can't confident look into the eyes of this virus? You have wings. Can you spread your wings, your arm and your thumb, and begin to confess what is within your heart and this? confession will rise you above upon heights <clears throat> and so before we begin to study our inherited lot these specific promises I will note one unquestionable thing that and that is that only the category of saints that themselves are a living rock able to build themselves into a house of God are able to be nourished by the honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock because honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock is solid food that for the category of spiritual infants in Christ and for the category of fleshly men is beyond the boundary of their mind's abilities and whatever simplified wording you may use to try and explain to them the given allegory not their mind not their heart is able to comprehend and accept the essence of the solid food more likely this food in the implanted word of truth will become a stumbling block for them we need to note that the category of infants in Christ in status are not equal or the same there are infants that are attracted by various winds of teaching that are spoken by cun, uh, cunning deceivers, some of which will, in the long run, turn out to be weeds. And there are infants that are not attracted by various winds of teaching, although they don't completely understand the truth. They, with a sincere trust, follow the word of the person that is clothed into the authority of a father from God, because they have loved the pure milk of the word. 
But those have loved visions and revelations. And so some people come and ask, well, do you have your prophets in your church that do things or miracles? That's the kinds of things they ask about instead of the truth. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God, and precious. You also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore it is also uh, contained in the scriptures, behold I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore to you who believe he is precious, but to those who disobey the that doesn't mean atheists. These are those called that have filled the churches today. The disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected, has become the chief cornerstone. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, they stumble, being disobedient to the word to which they are they also were appointed but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light who once were not a people but are now the people of God who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy 1 Peter 2, 1 through 10 however to understand the purpose of the Lord in the name of God rock of Israel presented in the given allegory in honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock is possible only if you are a member of the chosen by God remnant, having a genesis or a beginning from Jacob. And so these are the produce of the fields, honey from the rock, oil from the flinty rock, curds from the cattle, milk of the flock, fat of lambs a ram and rams of the breed of Bashan and goats, the choicest wheat, wine of the blood of the grapes. If in the given allegory one of the purposes that makes up the lot in the, inherited, in the inheritance of the name of God, Rock of Israel, will be absent, then this will mean that we are not being nourished by the honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock, but only think that we are being nourished. These eight together are one and the other. You cannot study them individually. We will study them individually, but we'll understand that they are elements of one whole. <clears throat> And so because all of these components, including the honey from the rock and the oil from the flinty rock, are in a miraculous balance amongst each other, as they are blended one and the other, demonstrate themselves in one the other, and identify the truth of one the other. Considering that all of these components in the purpose of the lot of the name of, the name of God, Rock of Israel, are an allegory, therefore studying them in a literal sense would not be wise and foolish. With this we note that the sequence of the given components in the given allegory is not significant significant, although we will be studying them following the sequence in which they are presented in the given metaphor.
But first we need to study in what way are we to determine our genesis or beginning from Jacob, whose descendants identify the symbol of the chosen by God remnant, because all of this is given to the remnant of Jacob. <clears throat> the genesis of Jacob, who is the father of twelve sons, is to be perceived in our heart as the fruit of righteousness in the twelve pearly gates of the great Jerusalem. The great Jerusalem, as the bride of the Lamb, she had a great and high wall with she has a great and high wall with twelve gates and twelve angels at the gates, and names written on them, which are the names of the twelve tribes of, ch of the children of Israel, three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Revelations twenty one, twelve through thirteen. The, uh, to come from Jacob is to build to be built into twelve pearly gates because it is by these gates that we will enter into this rock and become this rock, enter into Zion, which gives us the legitimate right to inherit the food that is given to us by God in the eight listed components. <coughs> the genesis of a pearl from which the fruit of the twelve pearly gates uh, gates consists is a process of the suffering of a mollusk when a foreign body like a sand grain ends up inside of the mollusk, mollusk shell the mollusk, mollusk experiences discomfort and suffering as it is not able to get rid of it <clears throat> but the organism of the mollusk then begins to produce a specific product which is a, the nacre it coats the sand grain into a pearl the symbol of the foreign body that brings us discomfort and suffering is our mortal body created from the soil of the earth that we are called to coat into the resurrection of Christ in order to give God the proper foundation that he needs to erect in our body the stronghold of life so that he can transform our mortal body into a heavenly body the symbol of the twelve pearly gates and the fruit of our is the fruit of our sacred person in the elementary teaching of Christ that consists of the twelve base teachings of truth called to adopt our body by the redemption of Christ by the means of erecting within our body the stronghold of life. And in order to provide God the foundation to transform our body into a carnal body, from a carnal body into a heavenly body, it is necessary for us to, as descendants that come from Jacob, to take part in the inherited lot that is in the name of God, Rock of Israel, giving us the right to the power to be nourished by the food that is presented here in the allegory in eight components. The first of the food and the purpose of the lot of the name of God, Rock of Israel, is the produce of the fields. I will nourish you with the produce of the fields. These are the produce of the fields with which God blesses us are the produce of soil of our good heart, identified as the faith of God that is confessed with our mouth. This is not something somewhere. He will nourish you from your very field. You will sow upon your the seed upon your field, and it, when it becomes fruit, you will be nourished by this this fruit. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Proverbs eighteen twenty. And so all depends, of course, on what kind of seed we receive. If we receive different uh, seeds of, of gossip, 
or rumors. Uh, it is never passed, uh, passed on to you as a rumor or gossip. But if it is against your brother or sister and you receive it, then this means that your soil is not good. It will not be able to receive a good seed. And so when you hear, close your ears and throw it out. Do not pass it on to anyone else. If it is uh, something that needs to be known to the pastor, they should come and tell the pastor, don't try for yourself to try to figure it out, or you will end up in a problem. And so the purpose of the Lord in the name of God, Rock of Israel, in the produce of the fields is the fruit of the mouth that confesses the faith of God that abides within our heart. Such a position when people when people served in the time of the Old Testament as well as our time is the is not the lot of many, or more precisely, the lot of only the chosen by God remnant that voluntarily collaborate their faith with the faith of God. Listed, uh, listening, let's listen to how God talks to Israel as these words are are addressed to us. Uh, Ezekiel 36, 21 through 30. But I had concern for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the nations where whenever they went. Therefore, says the house, uh, therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus is the Lord God, I do not do this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which you have profaned among the nations wherever you went. And I will sanctify my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst. And the nation shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when I am hallowed in your in you before your eyes for I will take you from among the nations gather you out of all countries and bring you into your own land then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols I will give you a new heart and put you a new spirit within you I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them then you shall dwell in the land that I give to your your fathers, you sh shall be my people, and I will be your God. I will deliver you from all your uncleanliness. I will call <clears throat> for the grain and multiply it and bring no famine upon you. I will multiply the fruit of your trees and the increase of your fields so that you need never again bear the reproach of famine among the nations. God will do all these things from inside of us. He will send all this in the form of a seed. I will sprinkle you with clean water. He prepares the soil. He will perform total sanctification. There will be a sermon and a work of total sanctification for total dedication. And those that hear it and do this work will die for their nation, the house of their father, and for their destructive desires, and will <clears throat> bring in the elementary teaching of Christ uh, into their heart. Then this washed and cleansed, uh, then God will send his seed there, and it will be grown, and it will become our nourishment, our food. And all of this will happen upon the heights upon the heights, upon this great rock. The second of the food in the purpose of the lot of the name of God, Rock of Israel, is honey from the rock. Honey is a unique product that is produced by bee families, which symbolizes the Church of Christ, with a person clothed into the delegation of a father from God as the head. The symbol of the food in the form of honey that comes from rock 
from the rock that is given by God to the chosen by him remnant symbolize the apostles that is the person that is clothed into the authority of a father from God by whom we can inherit the given to us by God promise for all of the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us 2 Corinthians 1.20 and this is not all <clears throat> As the bee family is a symbol of the body of Christ, the symbol of the church, the food, this honey, will be nourished by it when each one of us, including me, have a specific gift, will serve one another with those gifts. If we will serve one another, will minister to one another that we've received by the gift of God's grace, then we will be nourished by this honey because a family, the bee, each bee brings its honey and works at this honey, but all happens in the family. And so the church is a family. Only within brotherly kindness can this happen. Uh, bees are a unique uh, family. They differentiate their own family or those members of their family by millions of other bees and will not allow a foreign bee into their family. If she has honey, they will allow her in if she has honey. But when she will uh, fly out, they will allow her uh, to come out again. But if she tries to come in without honey, then they will uh, kill her if she tries to come in. The third of the food that is the purpose of the lot of the name of God, Rock of Israel, is oil from the flinty rock. Oil or olive oil is produced from the fruit of the olive tree. This is unique and at the same time sacred product in the life of the nation of God, as this valuable product was not just food, but also participated in the temple rituals. <clears throat> For example, they anointed people as kings, priests, and prophets with oil. They anointed all of the articles of the tabernacle with oil. They anointed the showbreads upon the golden table. The oil was poured into the golden lampstand that burned day and night. A person that was healed from leprosy was anointed with oil. And so you think, uh, so one is the same uh, that is a king, priest, and prophet, and one that is leprous? One that is leprous in Israel was a symbol of the mortal body. Our mortal body as is, carnal body, it has in itself sin, this reigning sin. And in order to cleanse us from this leprosy of sin, from reigning sin, the old person, it is necessary to have anointed oil of the Holy Spirit that <coughs> will transform where is necessary into light, fire, strength. <coughs> In the East, uh, all of uh, oil was uh, also is also used to uh, put on uh, the sheep because there are such flies there that can literally uh, drive the animal mad. But if you put a little bit of oil over, over the sheep or on him, then the, the flies uh, don't bo bother them. And so these demons will not be able to bite that person who is anointed with oil. They will not have access to this person. 
The symbol of such oil in Scripture is the union of the truth and the Holy Spirit, revealing the truth in the heart in the heart of a man. Oil is not separately the Holy Spirit, separately the Word of God. This is the union of the two, the Word and the Holy Spirit revealing the truth. And he said to me, what do you see? So I said, I'm looking and there's a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it. And on the stand, seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Two olive trees are by it, one at the right of the bowl and other at the left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, O my Lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by my might, nor by my power. Zerubbabel is one who was a leader in the nation of Israel. He was the king at the time. Not by my might, nor by my power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Zechariah 4, 2 through 6. We see this is the word and the Holy Spirit. However, so that the oil as the union of the truth of the word of God and the Holy Spirit would be able to abide in the heart of man and be the food of a man, it is necessary that the man obtain this oil from the seller for the full and required by God price for which there are never discounts or sales. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil. It's talking about the, the, the oil for the lamp, oil for our lamps that as they are going out. But the wise answered saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for, and buy for yourselves. The wise already paid the full price, but these have not paid the full price. Matthew 25, 8, 9. And so this uh, oil will then uh, let allow the light to continue. And so these are people who say, I don't accept what I don't understand. But when you accept it, you don't need to understand it. You understand that it's light. When you receive what you don't understand, that's when it will become light in you. When from your vessel it ends up in the lamp, it will be transformed into this lamp that will give you light. But before it, you need to receive it. This is the word of God. This is the revelation that comes from God. We may not understand everything, but you are witnesses to what you don't understand today. Two, three services later, you begin to understand it. The sellers are people that are clothed into the authority of a planter of the seed of the word and watering the seed of the word <clears throat> to pay the price for the oil that is the union of the truth and the Holy Spirit so that they can abide within our heart and be our food is to collaborate our faith with the faith of God spoken by the mouth of the delegated of God, the spirit of whom has the hardness of a rock that pours oil. To pay the price for oil, the spirit of a person becomes a possessor of the hardness, speaking of solid form, of a rock, which is the Thummim and Urim. A strong spirit is demonstrated in man in the strength of his trust upon God, who is the eternal strength. Upon the gates, Isaiah 26, 2-4, open the gates that the righteous nation which keeps the truth may enter in. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yahweh the Lord is everlasting strength. 
The fourth of the food in the purpose of the law of the name of God, Rock of Israel, is curds from the cattle. Curds from the cattle is a product that is prepared from cow milk. The curds from the cattle, when eaten, isn't just clean energy for the body, but a companion that accompanies necessary elements, uh, nutrients to the, bl- to the blood for the functioning of the body. Without uh, butter and these other curds that have a lot more oil, uh, the body uh, will not uh, receive the nutrients it needs. And this uh, curds, this oil is needed, this butter is needed, so that the body would not fall apart or to or not get sick. And this is not all. Cattle is a clean animal whose meat and milk was able to be consumed as food, and it's not. And that's not all. In order to complete the ritual for the preparation of the water of purification, called to purify a person that touched a dead body, it was necessary to bring an offering of a red heifer and the ashes needed to you uh, the ashes needed to be used to prepare the water of purification this process needed to be uh, followed very specifically uh, where things need to be burned uh, and they also needed cedar wood and also linen and they needed to again use this ash also to use to to prepare this purifying water Whoever touches the body of anyone who has died and does not purify himself defiles the tabernacle of the Lord. That person shall be cut off from Israel. He shall be unclean because the water of purification was not sprinkled on him. His uncleanness is still on him. Numbers 19.13 And so if this... Heifer will not be brought to God, it will not be burned, and will not. Uh, we will not have ash to then make this, then this, then purifying water. This person will be then eliminated from the nation. In this specific allegory, we see this curds of of milk. We see the pure milk of the word. This is the preached word that has the energy of the Holy Spirit. When you begin to confess this word in the form of milk that you receive, when you confess, it will become then this butter or these curds that is necessary and I is necessary for you and me. When you confess, again I repeat, you receive the pure milk of the word, you confess this milk, you receive this milk, you confess it, uh, you begin to beat it, and this words uh, then don't become milk, but become this butter or curds in this example. That is the product of pure energy then for a spiritual person. And also a physical, uh, in your physical life as well, in your physical body. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. First Peter two one two. And so, milk, uh, the the cow's milk that is in the symbol of the implanted word, 
is the result of the revelation of the truth given to the apostles that is the person that is clothed into by the Holy Spirit into the authority of a father from God. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so now no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been given freely, that have freely been given to us by God. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. The curves that are formed from the pure milk of the word. Uh, this happens uh, by us, again, the, the conversion of this milk into these curds. This happens when we spend the time to study and to meditate and confess the received by us pure milk of the word. The fifth of the food in the purpose of the lot of the name of God, Rock of Israel, is milk of the flock. Milk of the flock um, as uh, the milk of the sheep is a unique uh milk where it has that has no lactose and is not just nourishment but also medicine for the stomach and body a sheep is a pure animal and whose meat also can be consumed and it can be offered as a burnt offering in this situation we need to pay attention to the fact that a sheep is a flock animal and as you eat or or take or drink in this case the milk of the sheep we see here the unique relationship of the saints and brotherly kindness one for the other. Our relationship in brotherly kindness is food and medicine for one another. Tell me, O oh, you whom I love, where you feed your flocks, where you make it, uh, make it rest at noon. For why should I be as one who veils herself by the flocks of your companion? If you do not know, O fairest amongst women, follow in the footsteps of the flock and feed your little goats besides the shepherd's tents. Songs of Solomon 178. The sixth of the food in the purpose of the lot of the name of God, Rock of Israel, is the fat of lambs and rams of the breed of Bashan and goats. <clears throat> I shall remind us immediately that there are lambs, rams, and goats in other places as well, all over the face of the world. But in this situation, God says, I shall feed you with the fat of lambs, rams, and goats of Bashan. Not just any, but specifically those from that location. Not looking at the fact that the lambs, rams, and goats are clean animals that are able to be brought as a sacrifice and whose flesh can be eaten. The fats of this animal, together with the blood, was forbidden from being eaten. Or you would be disqualified from your people. But God says that I will give you give you this for food. Uh, but in the nation of Israel, it was forbidden. The physical uh, fats of these animals was not to be eaten. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, You shall not eat any fat of ox or sheep or goat. And the fat of an animal that dies naturally, and the fat of what is torn by wild beasts, may be used in any other way, but you shall by no means eat it. For whoever eats the fat of the animal of which men offer an offering made by fire to the Lord, the person who eats it shall be cut off from his people. If it is a 
uh, sheep that, say, died, uh, you can use the fats for other purposes, but you cannot eat it. Uh, not the living or the dead. Dead, you can, you can use it for other, but the living, you cannot uh, use it, but only as a burnt offering to the Lord. Moreover, you shall not eat any blood in any of your dwellings, whether of bird or beast. Whoever eats any blood, that person shall be cut off from his people. Leviticus 7, 22 through 27. As I said previously, in this allegory, God says that he will, he, he nourished his people with the fats of these uh, sheep, of the, of the lambs and the rams and the goats. We ask the question, what differs the lambs, rams, and goats of Bashan from similar animals that graze upon other fields? The thing that differentiates the lambs, rams, and goats of Bashan from similar to them animals grazing on other grasses consists in the fact that the Bashan hills were taken uh, were taken as God uh, by God into his lot, or be, became God's lot, and are the lot of the chosen by God remnant. These are God's heights, God's hills. Though you lie down among the sheepfolds, you will be like the wings of a dove covered with silver and her feathers with yellow gold. When the Almighty scattered kings in it, it was white as snow in Zelmon. A mountain of God is the mountain of Bashan. A mountain of many peaks is the mountain of Bashan. Why do you fume with envy, you mountains of many peaks? That is the mountain which God desires to dwell in. Yes, the Lord will dwell in it forever. Psalm 68, 13 through 16. Bashan is a prior kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, from the nation of the giants. Giants, and by the means of a casted lot, were given to the tribes of Gad, Reuben, and Manasseh. He was a giant. He was about six meters in high, uh, tall. The entire nation was like like this, large, larger uh, uh, people. So the Lord our God also delivered into the hands of Og, king of Bashan, with all his people. So God delivered into our hands Og, king of Bashan, with all his people, and we attacked him until he had no survivors remaining. And we took all his cities at that time. There was not a city which we did not take from them, sixty cities, all the region of Argob and the kingdom of Og and Bashan. All these cities were fortified with high walls, gates, and bars, besides a great and many rural towns. Sixty is the number of men. Therefore, sixty cities of Og, king of Bashan, that were overtaken by Israel as their lot is a symbol of our mortal body in which rainy sin is eradicated that is the old person in his place the stronghold of eternal life is then erected and so now as they take uh, had taken hold of this of this land God says all my all the mountains are mine but the mountain of Bashan uh, where he wants to dwell. This is by the Bashan. The Bashan Mountains, previously belonging to Og, the king of Bashan, became the mountain of God upon the upon which God, uh, the heights of which God wanted to dwell. This is a glorious example where God has shown the symbol of adopting our body by the redemption of Christ. And so the sheep, the uh, <clears throat> the lambs, the rams, and the goats of Bashan, they symbolize uh, the chosen by God remnant, which 
are the inheritance of God. Shepherd your people with your staff, the flocks of your heritage, who dwell solitarily in a woodland in the midst of Carmel. Let them feed in Bashan and Gilead, as in days of old. Micah 7.14 The rod of God is the mouth of God that is uh, has the power of uh, or is the mouth of God in the situation of a person, uh, a mouth of the person uh, that is clothed by God as a father? And so, what nature of food is implied in the fat of the lambs, rams, and goats of Bashan, with which God fed His nation? The symbol of the uh, lambs, rams, and goats of Bashan are symbol of promises of the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. The virtue of the lambs of Bashan in man consists in his insecurity, similar to the insecurity of the Holy Spirit, where he completely relies and trusts upon God and upon his mercy, uh, mercy the virtue of the lambs because the lamb is still too young to defend himself in this situation, so he's completely reliant upon God. The virtue of the rams of Bajan in man testifies about the fact that he is sanctified for priesthood before God for the temple. You shall also take one ram, and Aaron and his sons shall put their hands on the head of the ram, and you shall kill the, la the ram, you shall take its blood and sprinkle it all around on the altar, then you shall cut the ram in pieces, wash its entrails and its legs, and put them with its pieces and with its head, and you shall burn the whole ram on the altar, it is a burnt offering to the Lord, a sweet aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord. You shall also take the other ram, and Aaron and his sons shall put their hands on the head of the ram. Then you shall kill the ram and take some of its blood and put it on the tip of the right ear of Aaron and on the tip of the right ear of his sons and on the thumb of their right hand and on the big toe of their right foot and sprinkle the blood all around on the altar. And you shall take some of the blood that is on the altar and some of the anointing oil and sprinkle it on Aaron and on his garments, on his sons and on the garments of his sons with him and he and his garments shall be hallowed and his sons and his sons' garments with him. Exodus 29, 15 through 21. And so when God nourishes us with these fats, we in this, uh, at this time have the right to be priests, to come before God's presence and to uh, before his face. Uh, blood is brought in, uh, but the fats are burned. God takes all of the fats for himself. The virtue of the goats of Bashan in man consists in his intelligent abilities that are renewed by the spirit of his mind. And therefore, when it's talking about lambs, uh, rams, and goats, which are those who fear God, that they're of Bashan, then that means that their body is God's possession. And furthermore, then their bodies, uh, in their bodies, a stronghold of life has been erected, which uh, is the anointed authority of God, and they are clothed into the power of God. And this is the anointing that symbolizes this fat, this fat that symbolizes this anointing that we're talking about. And so the food as this fat that it's referring to here is the anointing word of his anointed, anointed ones. The seventh of the food and the purpose of the lot of the name of God, Rock of Israel, is the choicest wheat. When it's talking about choicest wheat, it's talking about the best wheat that contains uh, fats or 
best flavors. This nature of wheat has needs a specific type of soil, which is the good soil of our heart in this case. And on earth, also those that are similar to pl uh, planting wheat, there are different types of wheat, and if you want to receive the best of wheat, uh, then you need a very, very good uh, soil for it. And so the good soil of the heart is a heart that is cleansed from dead works, whereby uh, the implanted word, the elementary teachings of Christ and the Holy Spirit are put into your heart. The choicest wheat that in fruit is to, to be is called to become the food of the new person are the wise and abil abilities of our soul that is lost in the death of the Lord Jesus Christ and reobtained in the new form in the anointed glory of resurrection. But Jesus answered them and said, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will also be. If anyone serves me, him, my Father will honor. John 12. 23 through 26. The eighth of the food in the purpose of the lot of the name of God, Rock of Israel, is wine of the blood of the grapes. We shall immediately pay attention to the symbol of the vine that uh, brings forth these, uh, these grapes. And the symbol of this vine is Jesus Christ as the Son of Man. And the uh, master of the vineyard is the Heavenly Father, and the branches that bear fruit uh, these grapes is the chosen by God remnant that is his, these are his students that follow him follow his footsteps I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser this is this these are the grapes that the Lord nourished his nation with I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you the pre preached word cleanses the branch that prunes the branch uh, from uh, from th other things that may take power from it and so it is pruned so that all the juices are focused upon the uh, the grapes you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit on its uh, of itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me I am the vine you are the branches he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and, gr and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. John 15, 1-8 <clears throat> The phrase, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. It speaks of the fact that in order for us to abide upon this vine, 
It is necessary for us to be cleansed by obeying the preached word by God's delegated persons. And we will remember that cleansing is in sanctification or the separation from your nation, the house of your father, and from the destructive desires of your soul by the power of the truth of the cross of Christ or collaborating your cross with the cross of Christ because of the truth that is contained in the blood of Jesus Christ that is shed by Jesus Christ upon the Golgotha cross is called to cleanse us from sin. At the same time, the truth contained in the cross of Christ is called to uh, free us from the producer of sin, which is our old person that lives within our body, whose we- uh, weapon is our nation, the house of our father, and the destru- destructive desires of our soul, which he uses against us. The next phrase, I am the vine, you are the branches, he who abides in me, and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. First, this phrase speaks of our personal responsibility that is linked to our conscious and voluntary choice to allow Christ to abide within our heart as His Word and the Holy Spirit that reveals the truth or the meaning of His Word. Allow the truth of the Word and the Holy Spirit who reveals the truth in the heart to put us into Christ, that is, His truth and the Holy Spirit that reveals the essence of the truth. Because of our collaboration with the truth of the Word and the Holy Spirit, we as the branch that grow upon the the field receive the ability ability to bear fruit that is these these grapes and now the question what purpose does the fruit of grapes have as food which is confessed by us faith of the heart with which the Lord feed fed and feeds his nation today in scripture the fruit as these grapes is a symbol of God's justice that is uh, done by the category of righteous men by the rod of their mouth that confesses the faith of their heart indeed what have you do, to do with me O Tyre and Sidon and all the coasts of Philistine. Will you retaliate against me? But if you retaliate against me swiftly and speedily, I will return your retaliation upon your own head, because you have taken my silver and my gold and have carried into the temples my prized possessions. Also the people of Judah and the people of Jerusalem you have sold to the Greeks, that you may remove them far from their borders. Behold, I will raise them out all of the place to which you have sold them, and will return your retaliation upon your own head. I will sell your sons and your daughters into the hands of the people of Judah, and they will sell them to the Sabians, to a people far off, for the Lord has spoken. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Wake up, you mighty men. Let all men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Assemble the come, assemble and come, all you nations, and gather together all around. Cause your mighty ones to go down there, O, uh, there, o Lord. Let the nation uh, be wakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat, for there I will sit to judge all the surrounding nations. Put in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, go down, for the vine press is full. The vats overflow, for their wickedness is great. Joel 3, 4 through 13. And so these vines, these grapes, with their words, God will begin to judge the unclean and the lawless in their midst. <clears throat> and for the righteous, this will be a reward, the scriptures say, when he will put 
his foot as into blood as the dogs do uh, look up blood and this will be for him a reward but for this it is necessary for the righteous to confess the judgments of God this is that I nourished you because this is the food of the righteous when he confesses God's judgments the uh, judgments of God most high upon the lawless and wicked in his midst because the righteous are zealous for purity and holiness they want the nation of God to be cleansed from all that defiles and be prepared for the transformation of their body and for rapture considering that our time is up we will bend our knees and our heads and we will pray and thank God for the word that we were able to receive today. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, again and again, I thank you upon this blessed place, this great place where you celebrate your truth Thank you for this unique food that you <coughs> that you send to us and you feed us with and we are nourished by it, this unique food. Because of this, we are able to fulfill your commandments and your will and present your interests within our bodies and out of our bodies as well amongst your nation. May our bodies be cleansed from the reigning in its sin. May our emotions be cleansed from bitterness and all kinds of uh, filth and offenses, all kinds of low instincts of the flesh, so that our enlightened mind would rule over our emotions, so they be pure and holy before your face, and may all the body be hallowed and be prepared for rapture. Thank you that it is this food that you sent to us. It <clears throat> sanctifies us and prepares our bodies to meet with you because our spirit is ready the soul that has experienced death and has risen once again in the resurrection of Christ is ready but our body is not ready and so I thank you that we've received the promise into our heart for our body we've received this surprising and unique food <clears throat> may it find its place in the hearts of your nation and become their food so that they can be nourished by the pure energy of the Holy Spirit and the oil in their lamps would continue to burn and may your mercy be blessed now and forever for your nation our great God Son and Holy Spirit Amen our Father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now let us proclaim our unchanging manifestation. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless 
before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen.